Welcome everyone to the Grinded Podcast. Nipsey Hussle is going to bring us in just a little bit with Grinding All My Life. All my life, been grinding all my life. Sacrifice, hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got the roll of dice, that's why. All my life, I've been grinding all my life. Look. It's time to hit this rail we call life and grind it. Welcome to the Grind It Podcast, and I just again want to say thank you for uh, being a listener. Thank you for sharing this podcast with your friends and family. And it is my prayer that God takes these podcasts and draws you closer to Him as we study the book of John and break it down. And as we listen to uh, the uh, interviews that I do with people, that you would find encouragement from them uh, to keep walking in the faith, walking in the light, uh, and that. If you do not uh, know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, it is my prayer that these podcasts will draw Him to you and you to Him and that your heart will be open up to Him, that you would receive Him as your Lord and Savior before it's everlastingly too late. And if, if, you're, if you're a Christian and you're not comfortable sharing your faith, please, by all means, share this podcast with your friend or your family member that you know is lost and does not have Christ because I'm trying to break the book of John down in such an uh, easy fashion where it's not complicated to understand at all. And, and it is my prayer that if you would share this podcast with your friends and family that are lost, that their heart would be opened up, that the Holy Spirit would uh, come into their lives, and that Jesus Christ would come alive in their life, and that they would be obedient and give their life to Jesus. Um, we're going to finish up John chapter 12 today and I, I ended the last podcast by sharing uh, some of Zechariah chapter 9 and it talks about uh, Jesus being a, a mighty warrior and how the I can kind of understand where the people and the religious leaders they didn't believe in Jesus where they had trouble believing in Jesus because they were looking for a mighty warrior who was going to deliver them from Roman oppression and in their eyes, Jesus didn't do that because he allowed the Romans to crucify him and to hang him on a cross. And they, they thought that was it. This guy was just another case, nutcase like the people who had come along and claimed to be the Messiah before Jesus. Because, yes, there, there were people that actually, that actually did that. But Jesus was an ordinary... I mean, he, they're they're thinking, okay, the Messiah is going to be born from the uh, uh, the lineage of David, and he's going to sit on the throne of David. That, that's a place of power, and and they just you know, here's Jesus shows up, and he's born in a manger. Uh, he's not born into a you know a royal family. He's a matter of fact, they, they call Mary an adulterer because they think that she uh, got pregnant out of wedlock. And had cheated on Joseph, and then they they would tell Jesus over and over again, "Hey, we know your mom, we know your dad, we know your brothers and your sisters, we know your family, we know where you come from, dude. We would know if you were the Messiah, we would know where you come from." But they they just had the wrong perspective, even though they had over three hundred prophecies, like the one I read in the last podcast from Zechariah chapter nine, verses nine through seventeen. Um, and over 300 prophecies. I mean, especially the religious leaders who studied the law, who studied the Torah, and they knew what the prophets said. 
and all of these prophecies that Jesus fulfilled, and yet they they just couldn't pull the trigger. They 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 couldn't. You know, most of them, a few of them, did believe, but people in general, and especially the religious leaders, they just could not believe that Jesus was the Messiah. And they're going to have him crucified. And like I shared in the last podcast, they they even wanted Lazarus dead because they were losing their place of power. Uh, they were they were losing their influence because people were turning from them and turning to Jesus, and they were flocking to Lazarus because they wanted to see this man who had been in his tomb dead for four days, who had been raised back to life. And so they wanted Lazarus even gone, and he had nothing to do with it. He was dead. <laughs> So, um, as I said in the last podcast, you don't mess with people's power or their money. Because when you mess with a person's position of power, whether it be at a job or a church or whatever, uh, they can make literal hell for you and and your family. And I know it all too well, unfortunately. And yes, it does go on in churches, which is sad, but it, it does. I want to move on um, to about the middle of the chapter uh, of John. John mentions that some Greeks were in Jerusalem. They're there to celebrate the Passover. And they, they wanted to meet Jesus. These would be uh, Greeks who had become Jews. or They're proselytes, if you will. Uh, they've been converted to Judaism. And they want to meet Jesus, which is a cool thing, I think. And so... You know, how do you get to meet Jesus? Well, you go get some. If you can't get to Jesus, you go get the next best thing. You go get some of his inner circle, his disciples. And so they go to Philip and Andrew and they ask them if Jesus would would meet them. And so Jesus or uh, Philip and Andrew, they go find Jesus and they ask Jesus if he would meet with these Greeks. And, and here's what, I, I, I'm just going to be honest, I don't know why this triggered Jesus' response. I don't even know if he ever met with the Greeks or not because he never gives the answer. He never says yes or no. He, he just goes off on this tangent. And I want to share, share Jesus' response when Philip and Andrew asked Jesus if he would meet these Greeks. Here's what Jesus says. He says, Now the time has come for the Son of Man to enter into his glory. Because he knew he's about to die on the cross in just a few days. And then 40 days after the resurrection, he's going to be ascended back to heaven. And so he says, I tell you the truth, unless a kernel of wheat is planted in the soil and it dies, it remains alone. But its death will produce many new kernels, a plentiful harvest of new lives. And what he, he, he's telling them here is that he's about to die. And he's going to be planted, if you will, in the ground. He's going to be buried in a tomb. You know, just like when we're alive and we're, you know, we're single. We're, we're a, a, a person. And Jesus is saying, I'm just, I'm, I'm doing the Father's will here. I'm walking on the earth here right now, but I'm about to die. I'm going to be planted in the ground like I'm buried in, in a grave. And after my resurrection, there's, it's going to, this, this kernel is going to, it's, it's going to produce a harvest of new lives. And that's what he's trying to explain to them here. He says in verse 25, those who love their life in this world will lose it. And there's a lot of people in this world that love life and love their life. And they'll do anything to protect it. 
And Jesus says, if, if that is you, if you love your life in this world, you're going to lose it. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. And what he's saying here is, who are you putting first? Yourself or Jesus? That, that's basically what he's saying here. Because he's going to say in the very next verse, in verse 26, anyone who wants to serve me must follow me. And if we're following Jesus, that means he's before us. He, he is ahead of us and we are following him. We are doing his will and not our own. Because when we're in control, when we're out front, then he's behind us and he's not in control. And it gets messy. That gets really messy. It's better just to follow Jesus and to live for Jesus and do what he wants us to do. But if we don't care if we don't care for our own lives, that's what we do. But if we love life and we want to be in control, well, then it's hard to follow Jesus because we want to be in control. We need to let him be the leader. Those who care nothing for their life in this world will keep it for eternity. Anyone who wants to serve me must follow me because my servants must be where I am. And the Father will honor anyone who serves me. Now my soul is deeply troubled. Well, why is that? Because he knows he's about to go to the cross and, and be crucified and suffer this horrific death. And so he, he says, should I pray? Father, save me from this hour. And a matter of fact, that's what, exactly what he does. On three different occasions in the garden, while his disciples are sleeping because they can't stay awake, they're like me, they can't stay awake past 10 o'clock. And he asked the father, if there's some other way, let's do this another way. Because, you know, this I'm human here and I this is going to hurt really, really bad. And he didn't want to go through that, but he did because he loves us. And he, he knew that was the only way. And so he says, now my soul is deeply troubled. Should I pray, Father, save me from this hour? But this is the very reason I came. Father, bring glory to your name. Then a voice spoke from heaven saying, I have already brought glory to my name and I will do so again. And when the crowd heard the voice, that means there's witnesses. They heard the voice of God talking to Jesus. He says, when the crowd heard the voice, some thought it was thunder while others declared an angel had spoken to him. And then Jesus told them, the voice was not for your benefit, the voice, no, I'm sorry. The voice was for your benefit, not mine. The time for judging this world has come when Satan, the ruler of this world, Jesus himself said, Satan, because he'd been cast out of heaven a long time ago, and he'd been cast down to the earth. And Jesus said, Satan is the ruler of the earth. And people say, <clears throat> why does bad things happen to good people? Well, there's a great reason right there. Because this is Satan's world. Evil exists, and where evil exists, bad things happen, even to good people, even to Christian people. Because Satan hates Christians, and he's going to make their life as miserable as possible, just like he did for Jesus. So anyway, Jesus said, this voice that you heard from my Father is for your benefit, not mine. The time of judging this world has come, when Satan, the ruler of this world, will be cast out. 
And when I am lifted up from the earth, I will draw everyone to myself. He said this to indicate how he was going to die. Talking about on the cross. And the crowd responded, We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? After the break, we'll come back with Jesus' answer. My name is Dinah Grace Hawk, and I started a movement of empowerment. I focus on Revelation 12:11, which states that we will overcome, conquer, and defeat Him by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we will not love our own lives, even unto death. See, sharing testimony squashes pride. It empowers, it strengthens, it encourages, and it heals. This whole movement is focused on sharing our testimony, our walk with the Lord, how He's using us in this life to empower others to do the same. By doing this, we will overcome anything that this world can throw at us because we are covered by the blood of the Lamb. Every week from now till the end of the year, I'll be highlighting a different woman in the ministry and they're going to share their testimony. Tune in every Saturday at 7 p.m. Eastern, either on Facebook or Instagram at Dinah Grace Hawk. And you get to be a part of this movement too. I'll see you there. So the people say, we understood from Scripture, they're just looking for an excuse not to believe is what they're doing. Here's what they say. We understood from Scripture that this is kind of ironic and kind of funny that here they are talking to God God in the flesh, and they're trying to throw Scripture in God's face. He is the author of the Scripture, which is kind of weird and funny. And they're, they're trying to get something over on Jesus. We understood from Scripture that the Messiah would live forever. How can you say the Son of Man will die? Just who is this Son of Man anyway? And Jesus says in verse 35, My light will shine for you just a little longer. In just a few days, he's going to die. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. And see, his disciples didn't even understand that he's fixing to die on the cross. So surely these people who are having trouble believing in him are not going to know or understand what he's about to go through in just a few days. And so he's trying to explain to them, walk in the light, believe in me, trust me, follow me. Let me be your guide. Let me be your leader. Put away your own selfish desires and and follow my desires. If you love your life, you're going to lose it. But if you don't love your life, you're going to keep it for eternity because you have put me on and you're following me and you're listening to my Holy Spirit and you're walking where I walk because I'm your leader. That's what he's trying to get these people to understand. And he says, my light will shine for you just a little longer. Walk in the light while you can, so the darkness will not overtake you. Those who walk in the darkness cannot see where they're going. Put your trust in the light while there's still time. Then you will become children of the light. And after saying these things, Jesus went away and was hidden from them. But despite all, now get this, listen to what John says here in verse 37. But despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, including raising a man who had been in the tomb dead for four days, listen to this, John says, despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still did not believe 
in him. That's just mind-blowing. Here is God in the flesh. He's walked around these people for over three years. Done all, John says that there, at the end of the book of John, he says that there, Jesus did so many miracles that, that there's not enough books that could be written to hold all the miracles that Jesus did. We have some that he did, starting with turning the water into wine in John 2, going up to raising Lazarus from the dead. All of these miracles that Jesus did, and these people saw this man for three to three and a half years, and they didn't they just didn't believe. I kind of get it why people don't believe today, because they, they I mean miracles still happen, but not like they did with Jesus. I mean, it was just instant and boom, and there it was. And it was no denying that it was a miracle. And we we kind of water down the word miracle today. But miracles still happen, so I'm not saying that. But but not like it was in Jesus' day. And he'd done so many of them. So I can't understand why people today have trouble believing. Because we have God's word. and and But God is not tangible. He's, we can't just reach out and say, hey, Jesus, what's up? And he, he's going to be right there in front of us and start talking back to us. It didn't work like that. He's, he, he, we can talk to him through prayer and we can listen. But the best way for God to speak to us and for us to listen is to be people of his word. And But people won't read his word because, like I said, he's not tangent. He, he's not, he, you can't reach out. I, I can hold this microphone stand. It's tangible. It's, it's right here. I can reach out and grab it. This microphone, I can hold it. I can hold it in my hand. And Jesus... Jesus isn't like that. He, he, he's, he's not tangible. He's spirit. God is spirit. Those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. And so I can, I, I, but Jesus, listen to what Jesus says. When, when um, we call him Doubting Thomas, when he would not believe, when Jesus' disciples, when he not, would not believe that Jesus was resurrected from the dead, he says, until I see the nail prints in his hands and I put my hands into his side where that sword was speared through his side, he said, I'm not going to believe. And then Jesus shows up and he says, uh, Thomas, he said, here's my hands and here's my side. Go ahead and touch it. But And, and Thomas says, my Lord and my God. And Jesus says, Thomas, you believe because you have seen. But blessed are those who believe, but they've never seen. That's us. 2,000 years later, we have God's word. And so we take God at his word. And it's called faith. So we, and faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And when we are reading God's word, our faith grows stronger and stronger and stronger. And if we're not reading God's word, then our faith is not growing. And that's not a good thing. And so, John says, despite all the miraculous signs Jesus had done, most of the people still do not believe in him. This is exactly what Isaiah the prophet had predicted. Lord, who has believed our message? To whom has the Lord revealed his powerful arm? Now, like I said, these Greeks wanted to meet Jesus, and they he asked those disciples to take to if Jesus would meet with them. And when they go ask Jesus to meet with them, he goes off on this tangent. And, and basically what he's doing is, 
He is begging because he knows he's going to be dead in just a few days. He is begging these people because he knows their disbelief. He knows their unbelief. He knows their hearts are are cold and, and, and they're not turning to him. And he is begging them, you have a few more days while I'm still here. While you have the light, walk in the light. Uh, it's just odd to me that, I, that, that this question about meeting these Greeks would trigger this response from Jesus. Maybe it was because of his own people, the Jews were rejecting him and these Greeks wanted to meet him. But it, it, it was, like I said, it, it was like he was pouring everything out that he had left as a last-minute plea for the people to listen and believe. And get this. This is the same crowd that was just waving palm branches and yelling, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. They chased Jesus around from Bethany to Jerusalem. And as he comes into Jerusalem, they're waving their palm branches and saying, Hosanna. By Friday they would be yelling crucify crucify because they would not believe but despite all the miraculous signs jesus had done most of the people still did not believe in him it's it, it, it's so it, it's unbelievable to me that people especially the the people that saw jesus they they could reach out and touch him and hold him if they wanted to they would not believe. John does go on to say that there were some that believed, including some religious leaders, but the religious leaders wouldn't admit that they believed because they feared of being put out of synagogue by the power-hungry religious leaders. So what I want to do as we end the podcast, I want to end the podcast just like John ends chapter 12. And if you have the Red Letter Edition Bible, the words are in red letters because this is Jesus talking. It's John says, Jesus shouted to the crowds, If you trust me, you are trusting not only me, but also God who sent me. For when you see me, you are seeing the one who sent me. I have come as a light to shine in this dark world so that all who put their trust in me will no longer remain in the dark. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. Let me read that again. I will not judge those who hear me, but don't obey me. For I have come to save the world and not to judge it. But all who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by truth I have spoken. We're all going to be judged. And if, if we do not give our lives to Christ before we take our last breath and our heart beats for the last time on this earth, if we die lost, guess what? We're still going to stand before God someday. We're still going to stand before Jesus and the Holy Spirit. And guess what? We will confess. You will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And then you'll bow the knee before Him. And then He's going to say, depart from me. 
I never knew you. I didn't have a relationship with you. You had chances, but you rejected my message. You did not believe. Therefore, you have to depart from me for eternity. Never to have a second chance. And that's the judgment. We're going to be judged according to the truth. God's word is the standard. God's word is the plumb line that everybody is judged by. Everybody is judged by. All who reject me and my message will be judged on the day of judgment by truth, by the truth I have spoken. I don't speak by my own authority. The Father who sent me has commanded me what to say and how to say it. And I know his commands lead to eternal life. So I say whatever the Father tells me to say. I'm going to end this podcast by asking you, If you are the prodigal and you're away from God for whatever reason, come back to Him before it's too late. He will take you just as you are. And He will will give you the ring and He'll clothe you with that robe and welcome you into heaven. If you've never given your life to Jesus Christ, by all means, get in the Word. Ask God to open your eyes. Ask God to open your heart before it's too late. Bow the knee now. Confess Christ as Lord and Savior now so that you can spend eternity in heaven. Don't wait till it's too late to where you bow in heaven and you confess in heaven and then you hear the words from Jesus, Depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I I never knew you. I didn't have a relationship with you on earth. You had the chance and you rejected my message. You rejected me. Don't reject Jesus. He will take you wherever you are, however you are. You are never too lost. You've never done anything too bad that Jesus will say no. He always says yes. He's full of grace. I mean, Paul was a murderer. A murderer. He killed Christians. He was throwing them in prison. They were losing their life. And Jesus saved Paul, and he wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. He will save you if you let him. Will you? I pray that you do. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Grind It Podcast today. You can send any questions or comments to grinditpodcast at gmail.com. Please join us next time, and when a challenge comes your way, just grind it. Been grinding all my life. Sacrifice. Hustle paid the price. Want a slice, got to roll the dice, that's why all my life, I've been grinding all my life, all my life.